Welcome into episode 100 something of the Who Day Den. We are blessed today to be rejoined again by Jake the Snake Taylor. Jake, welcome. Thank you, thank you. I was expecting like a little Eminem. Guess who's back? But um, maybe you can yeah. you can edit that in. I don't know. Yeah. Um, peanut Eminems or regular Eminems? What's your what's your go to? Peanut. Yes. I also like the ones with the pre- is there one with pretzel? Oh, Am I no, making no, that no, up? No, no. no, there is, but I don't, I'm not a fan. Yeah, but the M- peanut M Ms are. are uh, I don't know. I, I want the uh, peanut butter M Ms. Oh, I haven't had those. That's like a Reese PC. Oh no, I've only had the peanut, the peanut and the regular. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> I I apologize, but maybe I don't apologize because I I called you out last episode, now three ish weeks ago, and um. Look at that. You made you made time for it's not just making time for me, Jake. It's making time for uh Who Day Den Nation that is just yearning for your opinion on all things Cincinnati Bengals. I miss Who Day Thank you. Nation. Yeah. It's um, been too long. Yeah. Um so last last episode I recorded was Charlie Goldsmith. I'm sure you listened to that in its entirety. Um and then the yeah, next huge day fan. huge fan. Uh the next day we got a, a Logan Wilson extension. This is like going to be probably pretty similar to every other episode I've done very sporadically over the last couple of months. I there when you go like weeks in between, you there's literally no way to get caught up on everything. Um, and like, yeah, I mean, you've who hasn't already heard an opinion on the Logan Wilson extension, right? It's been three weeks ago, but I feel like I have to mention it. Um, I was not surprised that that got completed. I actually thought Logan Wilson would come before T Higgins. Uh, what are your thoughts generally on paying two linebackers? I think it can be dangerous um, from the standpoint that if you're overpaying, you're you're locking up quite a bit of money in a position that maybe isn't as valuable as certain other ones. I mean, obviously, you want to have great linebackers. Um, you want to have athletic linebackers in today's game. Um, but in this particular instance, I think the Bengals did a really, really great job of, of locking up two guys, um, at awesome value. So hats off to them. Hats off to them. I think that was, uh, yeah, I, I don't love the idea of actually paying. I I like Pratt and I like Logan Wilson, but Mm -hmm. the idea of paying two linebackers, I don't, I don't love, but I guess, uh, I am in the, in Duke, we trust, um, for sure. umbrella here where you just figure they're not going to extend uh logan wilson if they think it's going to come at the expense of somebody else necessarily um maybe ultimately it does but i don't think they make that saying like okay we're going to do this that means we can't afford reader or we can't afford mm-hmm. t uh they do it thinking they can probably make those other deals work and it remains to be seen whether that happens uh but yeah i thought that was uh expected good to see that get inked and um I want to talk about this in greater detail later, but I want to mention Logan Wilson's part now since uh, we're talking about him. I put a tweet out uh, for Bengals fans to vote for their, or just give me their top five favorite Bengals players on the team currently. Shout out to the dude that listed Corey Dillon, Rudy Johnson, James Brooks. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly says on the team currently. Uh, Somebody else gave me Emmanuel Forbes a uh oh wow that's a wish and then and then put in parentheses should be 
uh, because it was a that's a shadow draft, team draft prospect that we did not that we ended up not. He has drafting. looked nice. I will give him. But that. he wanted Emmanuel Forbes, and that would have been his favorite. But Logan Wilson was surprisingly. I think it surprised me a little bit that he was actually the third highest vote getter. Now I excluded Joe Burrow. I assume he's number one for 98% of the fans. So Higgins chase, and then Logan Wilson had the third most votes. And this is just of those I tallied. Mm -hmm. I did not expect as much traction as I got on that one. Um, And so literally like, you know, counting up those votes would have taken forever. I spent probably golly, 40 minutes, now 30 minutes ish maybe counting up votes and i got through i would say like 20 percent of the comments it was you should, just you should have brought in the boys and it could have been some practice some some counting oh, yeah. practice with them yeah okay so i went back so the tweet got 376 comments so like i probably got through i would so i got through less than a fourth i probably got through like 70 of those comments maybe 80 something like that um so it's pretty not a sample it's, size yeah it's not a final count but i felt like it gave us a pretty good idea and logan wilson third most popular or yeah well i'm excluding burrow so other than burrow sure. he's the third most popular how do you how would you Bengals. say that lines up like when you're at the stadium since you're you're there most games um do you think you see maybe like of all of the current players mm-hmm. do you think you see maybe the, the third or fourth most Wilson jerseys? Do you think that's, that Man, lines up? I don't know. I mean. But that's tough because does everyone get a jersey of their favorite player? Is it one they think looks cool or one they think is going to be around a while? Like how, how yeah. do people make jersey selections? Yeah. Well, I, I just said recently I would like to get a Trey Hendrickson jersey in black. And now that he's got the extension, we're expecting he's going to be here for mm-hmm. a few more years. I really want to do it. I'm having a hard time pulling the trigger on a defensive end. It just feels weird. I've only ever had quarterback, running back, or wide receiver jerseys. How many do you have right now? Like, who do you have currently? Oh, currently I only have um, the rookie season Joe Burrow old jersey okay. um, design. And then the current colorways of the orange joe burrow but i'm talking about like as a kid Mm -hmm. as a kid weirdly i didn't have um we're going on a on a jersey tangent here i was a bengals (laughs) fan as a kid but like i just liked players from like playing madden so i remember i had a steve mcnair jersey i had a jerry rice on the raiders jersey which was that's a rare that's a rare find um let's see i had a uh i i don't think i can admit this i had a cordell stewart jersey what i thought slash was so cool he had a um, freaking cannon he was sick, yeah but also yeah, it was fun i was a, a kid i was a kid you know okay. um we'll allow it but and like my parents shout out to my parents who may or may not be listening to this love you guys uh i was not raised to be a diehard bengal fan you know the games were the games were on but it wasn't like like my kids i they are forbidden from from rooting for for the an opposing team it's it's cincinnati it would be sinful to the grave um but for me it was just like you know what players do i like so yeah those were my old jerseys but like i said it was only ever like skill offensive skill positions so like pulling the trigger on a linebacker or a defensive end no matter how much i like them that's tough uh but i might i might have to do it because everybody it's like also everybody has the Higgins and the Chase jerseys. I'm definitely not buying a Higgins jersey until he extends. If I ever were to get that, one, that Higgins That's five jersey though would be pretty nice. It looks nice. It looks you nice. haven't asked me my favorite players, but I'm going to tell you that T 
T oh, is, yeah. T is my favorite. I love T Higgins. You know, um, from my results that I that I again calculated unofficially, T Higgins got more votes than Jamar Chase. Really? That really surprised me. That's interesting. So there was a lot of obviously there's a lot of Higgins and Chase being the top two listed, mm-hmm. um, and then some people were like in no order, some people were saying in order. I was just tallying just in general. Higgins had 78 of the votes that I counted. Chase had 73. Wow. They were far and away one, two, mm-hmm. um, of course, after Burrow. But um, I was very surprised T was over Do you think that has Jamar. to do any with – with? I feel like T has has really let his personality shine the last couple of years. Yeah. And uh, like the jellyfish thing and – He's got a great smile. I just feel like he's got that infectious personality. <laughs> do you think maybe that's – that's kind of helped with that. I don't know. He's also been around for an extra year, like over Jamar. So, yeah, T. Higgins, like, uh, I think he also just kind of has that. Like, I think he kind of has a baby face, sort of. He does. Like, I think he looks so young. So every time he's talking, I just think he's. I just. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, he's just. Got he's a likable dude. Yeah, very likable. Um, funny guy. Uh, also, Jordan Battle, I think, is going to be based on the content the Bengals media teams have been putting out. Jordan Battle is going to be a pretty funny dude. Uh, yeah, he's like him and Cam Taylor Britt. Those guys are uh, pretty funny. Yeah, they might that, they might take that Mike Hilton role as the defensive like, back room. They you always got some big personalities in that room. Big personalities. Um, so yeah, I don't even remember how we started on that one. Oh, because we, we were talking about Logan Wilson extension. So that happened. Um, yeah, I, I think the. The biggest, newest news, you know, Zach Taylor gave an update today, which was really no real update on Joe Burrow. Um, well, here, I'll we'll, t- we'll, touch jo- jo- we'll talk Joe Burrow a second. First question, are you at all concerned about his availability for week one um, or and or timeline for his injury? Two, are you at all concerned about the contract? I will say no and no. But if I like if- it. If I had to, if I was more worried about one Bo than the other, Bonnie, Bo Bonnie, <laughs> business, I like it. Like a little Creed Bratton talk, <laughs> never, never goes wrong. What are we doing? Acronyms. <laughs> I we were just watching sidebar. We were just watching an episode because it's always <laughs> on TV, and uh, it's one of the Halloween episodes. And he's dressed like Bin Laden, <laughs> just like never really acknowledged. Yeah, but he's it's. Uh, he's one of the best characters of all time. That's um, great. But what I, I think <laughs> what I was going to say, uh, since we got sidetracked, I, I was going to say, if I had to rank one over the other, as far as like how much I'm worried, I would say uh, being ready for week one versus the contract. Like, I think the contract great. is a, essentially a done deal. They're just haggling over the last finer points. Um, I'm surprised by uh, how I say like, how many in the fan base? And again, like I'm just looking through this little Twitter lens of whatever. So maybe it's not fully encompassing the actual fan base, but I'm surprised how many people I have seen that are getting like worried about the contract. And I'm, I'm like, I'm only worried. Obviously the closer, like if it were like a, the last week before week mm-hmm. one, still not announced a few days before opening day, like I would start to get more nervous, but as long as it's not, the season has started. I'm just assuming it's going to happen. 
we've all been wrong on our predictions of we thought it'd be done by now and it's like oh it's not done yet okay but like it's gonna get done yeah um i'm just not at all concerned about that there's just to me zero chance that either one either one of those two parties lets this dragon to the season just not a chance yeah everything that this franchise has done since joe got here has been leading to this contract so i don't have zero doubts it's going to get done um i think what if it got done while we were recording wouldn't that be something that would be both awesome and not awesome because then we'd be recording again oh i'm i'm assuming i'm assuming you'd ask me on to to talk to joey b contract well well, if it broke like while we were recording we wouldn't have to re-record right that's true that would be cool we just say like whoa breaking news everybody that'd be a late night breaking news though yeah, but unfortunately, like this isn't a live stream. People listen to it back, so we wouldn't even be breaking the news for anybody. Oh well. Yeah. You need a radio show. Need a radio show. That's what I need. Um, yeah, I agree with you though. By the way, um, I, I, I am not that concerned about the contract. The injury is more just. I wish he were getting these reps, but as long as he gets. I would say like if he could have one week where he's slowly working in and one week where he's just full go practice, which we're coming up on like that timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would make next week be the slowly working in week. And yeah. 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 I, I'm you, fine with that too. You want to know what I'm more concerned about? Yes, I do. And we don't have to really get into it because maybe this is oh, a, we will. a conversation for the next couple of weeks. I'm concerned, and I've mentioned this to you uh, in private, I'm concerned about Joey B making it through the regular season AFC North division games healthy. I see just some absolute dogfights. I see some menacing defensive lines. Yeah. Um, and it just, it makes me nervous. I'm looking at the Browns defensive line week one. I'm looking at the Steelers. They got, of course, TJ and Casey. And apparently this new guy from Wisconsin that's, that's causing that's wreaking havoc in the backfield. So I don't know. I just, I, I, I want him to be healthy because obviously like everything that we do hinges on him being good what to a, go. What a segue into, uh, I would say the other thing I've learned in soft season, just how horrendous our backup quarterback room is. Um, that's been tough. Uh, I don't really like get that worked up about it because if you look around the league, like most teams, backup quarterbacks are pretty bad. Um, that's, I mean, I was going to use this example. It's not a great example, but like if Kenny Pickett went down, even though I don't think Kenny Pickett is good, the, the Steelers obviously think he's their best option. If mm-hmm. he were to go down, like they're putting in Trubisky, who is is probably better than what we have, but he's still not good. Um, a name that I saw somebody put like in a poll of like, who would you want? out of these guys, Joe Flacco. I was like, yeah, I'd love Joe Flacco as our backup. Just, you know, like he, he just wasn't that just last year with the jets where he had yeah. like, yeah. He, I mean, he was throwing for like 400 yards, some games, like he still can do it. He's not elite. He's never been elite, um, elite Joe Flacco, but he, he couldn't do it against your Cincinnati Bengals last year. But. He could not, but he can keep you in games and probably like wouldn't single-handedly lose you games. Uh, the guys we got right now, the way I, and I'm a little surprised by Simeon. I thought Simeon would at least be respectable, and so far has been pretty rough. Yeah, I, I was thinking he would be better than he has been. I will say that. 
Yeah. Dude, are we going to get Brandon Allen back? No, I don't think so. No? I don't think so. You don't think um, the 49ers will cut, will cut him, or do you, you don't think the Bengals I don't think would the be Bengals inclined would, to, to I don't sign think him. the Bengals would I, – I just don't think – I don't think they would go that – maybe they would, but I just don't – I don't think he'd be high priority for them. Yeah. Um, presumably, by the – do you know when cuts happen? I don't know. Is it? It's now where all the cuts happen at the same time, right? Yeah. It used to be kind of in waves, but I think they got rid of that uh, now. August 29th, so that's a week from Tuesday. Okay. Hmm. So there you go. I would say, like, by then, the hope is that Burrow is starting to practice, and there's not really concern that the backups are going to be starting uh, any games this season. But, I mean, generally, you would like to have a backup plan there. Uh, can you tell the audience why Cam Newton is not a good option as a backup quarterback? Uh, for multiple reasons. <laughs> One, I don't think that his right shoulder works anymore. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Literally, I don't know that it works. Uh, and two, I think the ideal backup quarterback is someone that you honestly forget is on the team until you need him. And Cam Newton is someone that I don't think is very forgettable for both yeah, good and, think, for both good uh, and bad. Like everyone likes Cam, I think. Well, maybe not everyone, but he's a likable guy. He's a big personality. Uh, I just don't think that fits in well, meshes well with what you're looking for from a backup quarterback. Yeah, and I think you don't necessarily want – a quarterback that when they come in, you would need to change your offense much. And I think you would need to change your offense for him. That's true. Uh, um, Another and, solid point. And the way he used to be adding value at an elite rate was his rushing, which is also not what it used to be anyways. So um, just seeing his name floated out and uh, everyone entitled to their opinion. Good for, good for you to have an opinion. But Carson Wentz, I've seen, I'm looking at a post right now. Carson Wentz. I think he is... Uh, Would you like him? If he was, like, accepting of the role, which obviously, I guess, if he signs that low of a deal, like, he's fine with it. But, I mean, he has to know... Like, like Jameis Winston, for example, had made a name for himself, wasn't great, but had had great moments with the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Takes a backup... He's been a backup now for, like, five years. Not really. It's really been like three years. Jameis Winston's been a backup, and you don't really hear you like you never hear him like complaining. Like he seems like he's a good backup quarterback, and he would be you know, a very fun backup quarterback. He'd be very fun. I'd love to have Jameis Winston as a backup, just throwing deep to just yolos to Mike Ev- like like he did with Mike Evans, just to to T and Jamar. Yeah, uh, but Wentz, like if he was like, okay, I'm gonna be here, be the backup, and sit quietly like i'd be fine with that because i think if he got pushed into action he'd be fine for a couple of games to keep you afloat i think the problem i see with someone like carson wentz is that one we all know now that apparently the philly locker room did not like him at all that's that's true he he got kicked out of indianapolis after one year i just think that he's got a hard he has a hard time for whatever reason that's true making friends. So I don't think you need that from a backup quarterback either. I think the backup's got to be someone that's well-liked and respected. um, And he doesn't seem like, or I guess I should say his history hasn't um, shown us that he's very capable of doing that. 
maybe. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, I'm not in the locker room with Carson, so I don't know. Um, I'm not sure what the deal is. Which, weirdly, like, I've never really seen in interviews him seem like, oh, yeah, this guy definitely seems... Like, okay, so if we want to go back to Cam Newton, we use him as an example. Generally likable guy, but there are some things he has said and done, especially in, like, press conferences where he could be like, yeah, I could see how I could rub someone the wrong way. Uh, I've never really seen that from Carson Wentz, but obviously he does something that his teammates aren't fond of. Probably just bad leader. Um but I, w- I want to move to the question. So y- you talked about so this is this is eventually moving into a Joe Mixon conversation because uh, I really want to get into that uh, if you're if you're willing and able. I've got thoughts. But it was uh, be- before we get fully into the Joe Mixon thing. He was kind of the reason I put out the the tweet for people to give me their top five favorite Bengals because I feel like Joe Mixon was on there probably. As recently as last, if I'd asked this a year ago, I think he'd be in most people's top five. This year, definitely was not the case. There were, I don't have the the spreadsheet in front of me now where I was tallying, but there were twelve players with more votes ahead of him. Um, wow! Which, yeah, it was interesting. Now those twelve players were Evan McPherson had more votes than him, I'm guessing. Yes, uh, off the top of my head. Um, off the top of my head. Now I got to go find the the tweet where I listed the five. So it was Higgins, Chase. I'm stalling. Okay. Logan Wilson, Teddy Karras, Mike Hilton. Those were your top five. Then it was like, again, this is just off the top of my head. So probably not in order. Um, DJ reader, a woozy. I got a lot of votes more than Mixon. Um, Boyd, I think got the same number. Or maybe like one or two more than Mixon. He was in about the same range. Um, who might, uh, McPherson, you mentioned. Who else am I missing? I mean, there were thirty. There the were camp. thirty-one different players listed. How thirty-one many? different players people listed. But I'm trying to think of how many were above uh, Mixon. I've, I haven't listed eleven or twelve others above Mixon. But it was there was a, there was a number of guys above him. And the whole thought was. I was wondering how everything that's played out over the last year ish has impacted because again, we're looking through this like lens of Twitter, which is very interesting um, because it can become an echo chamber. It can, you've got some very loud voices that just say things louder than other people, but doesn't mean it's any more true. But it seemed like a lot of people were like, Hey, Joe Mixon, it's got to take a pay cut. Joe Mixon has not been very good efficiency wise. Then that was obviously met with the, the civil war where then you have people that were like, no, Joe Mixon's great. And you guys just hate the players on your team. Then that kind of got resolved because he took the pay cut and it was like, okay, he's on the team and we're going to root for him and whatever. And then, uh, working through the legal stuff and that's been all settled. Then he like comes out, says he doesn't want to talk to certain reporters. And now it's back to like, now I'm seeing a lot, a lot of people feeling like vindicated kind of like, okay, Joe Mixon, good for Joe Mixon, not talking to the media. The media does him dirty, like all this stuff in support of Joe Mixon. And so I was like, Oh, I bet he is. This, this is a conversation Gabe and I were having. And he's Gabe's like, I doubt Joe Mixon is in the top five for most people. And I was like, I think he is. Like, I think as many people that like run to his defense and whatever, he's still a top five favorite fan favorite. And he didn't show up that way. Um, 
So we'll get into the mixing conversation. You earlier said I didn't ask you for your top five. Who are your top five outside of Burrow? Are you and are oh, you going to give them the an spot. order? Are you going to give them? Well, you sounded like you were ready. You I know. sounded like I didn't ask. Well, you. I was just giving you a hard time. I, I are you going to give them an order or no? Just I, won't, so I, I won't give them an order other okay. than to say that T is my favorite. Okay. Um, I would include a Wuzier. Big huh. fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would include. Mike Hilton. I also love Mike. There's three. So I have three. Are you throwing Jamar in there? He's close. If he's not my top five, he'd probably be in my top six. Um, oh, uh, Hubbard also got a lot more votes than Mixon. Hubbard was like right on yeah, the fringe. I of, definitely um, see that. Sam Hubbard is a fan favorite. Local yeah. boy. Yeah. Um, he, he'd probably be close to mine too. He's also been around for a while. Like these guys that have been around – uh, for more than a couple of years, it's they've kind of ingrained themselves. Oh, Cam Taylor Britt got more than Mixon. I'm remembering some of these names now. Cam Taylor Britt got a lot. I like Cam. Actually, Taylor Trenton Britt. Trenton Irwin got a handful of votes. Really? Um, yeah. Brad good, Robbins good got a few him. votes. Brad Robbins hasn't even played a, a, a regular season game yet. Uh, Drew Chrisman got one vote. Uh, Yossi Vash got two votes, I think. Which is funny. I'm like to say he, someone's already your favorite player. I think um, yeah, haven't haven't even made the team yet. <laughs> true. For me, I think my five outside of Burrow, not necessarily in order, were Higgins. So here's also how I defined it because I think there's a few different ways you could do it. Mm-hmm. I and I was like, okay, I'm gonna use favorite players as these are the players that, like, when they do something good, I'm most excited for them. Like, so when. T Higgins makes a big catch. I'm like, obviously excited mm-hmm. as a fan. Like, I'm like, yes, like good for T for Jamar. I have to put him in there because I think every game I'm really excited about the potential of him, like literally like breaking an NFL record or doing something outrageous that you've never seen before. Cause he's that good. So I have those two. That's why I have them in there. I put Trey Hendrickson in there because I get like Trey Hendrickson gets me amped when he gets pressures when he gets sacks, when he's jawing at the opponents, I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, like his intensity. He, he, he puts me in a blackout mode. He puts me in a blackout. <laughs> blackout Tay is what they call me. He also doesn't wear um, gloves, so he's got it's he's, yeah. He's easy to spot out there. That's right. Um, yeah, the sleeves, the long sleeves, mm-hmm. can sometimes throw you off. But then when you see the bare hands, you're like, wait, I know who that is. He's he's got a very distinct look. Yeah. So those uh those are three. I put McPherson on there when McPherson. When McPherson's on a, a hot streak or hits hits a deep kick, I'm like, would you say deep kick or long kick? Long kick, I guess. Long. Um, I get excited for him. I'm like, yeah, happy for him. So those are four, right? Uh, my fifth spot is so – it's probably like similar to yours. It's like so up for grabs. Yeah. Um, I like Logan Wilson, but like I don't really find myself being like, yeah, like – Logan Wilson made a play. I don't know. Like I'm, I, he did make a sweet catch in practice today. I saw that. I saw that. I like yeah. Reader. Uh, I think I would probably like if I had to throw someone in my fifth spot. I'd probably throw. Actually, right now I might throw Cam Taylor Britt into it. Yeah, he's another guy that I get really excited when he makes a play. I like him a lot. Oh, I. I uh, he could be in mine too. He might. He might. I'm also. I. I think. I could definitely see one of our safeties this season making their way into mine. I, I like our group. Um, I definitely think Daxton Hill is a guy that ask it a year from now and he'll be in a lot of people's top five. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. put him there right now because I'm like, 
well, he might not be good. I think I'm, I think he's good. I mm-hmm. think he'll be fine. But like that interception he made in the preseason game, the range, the speed, like all that stuff. Or it wasn't an interception, but the pass breakup. Um, yeah. That was like exciting. If I he, can see Battle making his way in there too. Yeah. He's also got a perfect name for a jersey. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. There's a lot of likable guys on the team. So that's, that's a, lot that's a good guys. problem to have. It's hard to choose between them, but... But uh, Mixon, not not one of my my not on my list of of favorite players. And I want to preface all this is like I'm not I'm not I'm literally not a Mixon hater. I'll root for him to do well this year. Hope he has a great season. I think he will have a great season. Um, I just, as you know, have always been on the side of he's not a very efficient running back anymore. Paying him as much as we were going to pay him didn't make sense. So you know, I'm cool with the the pay cut. Um, but then he's like back in the news yesterday. This is recording on Monday night. He's in the news Sunday, right? I think so. This weekend. My days, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Today is Monday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he says he's he's boycotting questions from specific reporters. Uh, ben Ben Baby, Jay Morrison, um, Kelsey Conway, James Rapine. So he's boycotting questions from those individuals and so that's that's you know spun into a whole other twitter conversation um i want to get your thoughts on (laughs) joe mixon's stance and uh well we'll start with that we'll start with that uh just generally my stance or kind of How, how your your opinion on that situation so i think you almost have to preface what you say about Joe Mixon. I think because it is such a hot topic among Bengals fans. And I, I think you and I both have the same goal. Like we're not necessarily trying to like rile up anyone or take a hard stance that, that causes people to lose their mind or anything like that. And I, I like, I've generally liked Joe Mixon since, since we've drafted him. I think um obviously he had the incident in college where a lot of people were immediately against him um and especially like people outside of Cincinnati had used that again and again to be like oh Cincinnati convicts or the same old tired jokes yeah um but from everything that you've seen and heard up until this past whatever few months or past year Joe's been model teammate model citizen he's a guy that's playing catch with the kids in the in the stands before games or or whatever um so he's generally seemed like a guy playing playing nerf wars with the neighborhood kids (laughs) (laughs) two okay two uh he's a really real community oriented (laughs) guy um but i think that's that's the rub is is that he has by all accounts seemed like a guy who maybe made a mistake and then has, has done a lot to kind of change people's perception of, of him over the years. And then I think by no fault of his own, we started having this conversation last year about what will the Bengals do with this contract? Are they going to cut him? Are they going to try to get him to sign for less money? And then of course you have the entire debate online about, you know, if you're, if you're asking him to take a pay cut or 
you know, you want the Bengals to move on. Does that mean you hate Joe Mixon or, or whatever? So that becomes a whole thing. And I, I just think it's unfortunate that so much has, has uh, kind of caused fans to go at each other over a player on the team and kind of a very normal situation of there's a salary cap and you have to make tough decisions sometimes. And the running back position has been in the news all summer long. Like they're literally in group text complaining about money. So this isn't a Joe Mixon thing. It's an NFL running back thing. Um, But I guess that's all background for the conversation that we're having now. Um, He kind of brought the, this narrative on himself with, apparently some of its actions over the past, you know, handful of months. Um, I was following along, trying to follow along a little bit with, with his recently, um, I guess, ended court case, however you want to say it. And it, it seemed like they were admitting in court that he did have an altercation with the woman. I guess the, the uh, sticking point was whether there was a gun involved and all that. And so, the, the the truth is clearly since he admitted it that he had a interaction with her which is probably something that you shouldn't do when you're heading to your team bus to go to a playoff game um, and then I don't know I don't know that it's going to be resolved anytime soon but whatever happened at his house is just these are things that are going to be discussed because you're a prominent figure on the team um, and I I I won't say that all of it's been handled 100% correctly by journalists in the area, but I also am not a journalist myself. I've never taken a, an ethics and journalism class, so I don't know exactly the rules for, for how that should be handled. Um, so I really can't say definitively right or wrong what, what any of them has done or said is, is against, you know, their ethos, but I think the silly thing at this point is people saying you, you mentioned this, but people saying that journalists were disrespectful for talking about his contract. Like, I think that's just silly. We like, we've been talking about for a year. If a journalist is worth his salt, they're going to be talking about because it's a major sticking point. Um, I mean, people were mad at, at Ben Baby in his article saying that, you know, he was acquitted of the aggravated menacing case or whatever. And at the end put like how low Mixon's success rate was running, <laughs> running last year and how low it ranked. Um, he was just trying like, to tie it back to football, you know? People were like upset about that. And I'm like, I don't, I mean... I don't know. Maybe it's because I like Ben and I'm biased, but um, I don't know. I just like, I'm like, that's not, that to me is like Ben baby is a reporter. He reported on that it being dismissed. And also in part of his content, he includes stats and things like that. Like, and I understand like the way those are presented could lead a reader to feel a certain way. Like it leads you to feel like, Oh wait, so he's not a good player, I guess. Like Mm -hmm. you could make that argument. It's making the reader think something. Um, But at the same time, I'm like, 
he didn't say he didn't end it with like and the Bengals kept the woman beating running back on the team like he like right. he didn't go to where he like referenced previous like some inflammatory yeah it really yeah. wasn't it was talking about his performance last year which like wasn't good for most of the year he had um some good games and then things i think got better as the offensive line was was coming together but like by and large by many metrics not just counting metrics mm-hmm. of how many yards he piled up but efficiency and um, ability to have like breakaway runs and long runs and um, positive EPA plays, he wasn't a great running back from that perspective. And I just think that calling that out is okay. Calling out that his uh, salary number didn't make sense, which part of arguing or not even arguing part of stating or believing that his salary number was inflated you have to bring up his performance because if he was like the best running back in the entire world, you can't say like, I mean, you could, you could, that's kind of the way the running back landscape's going. But generally like nobody is saying Christian McCaffrey makes too much money. He needs to be making less money. Um, I don't think people are saying that in San Francisco, but uh, you can't really say that when you're, you've got the best at the position and he hasn't been the best. So that's part mm-hmm. of why a pay cut made sense in addition to freeing up money for other positions and stuff. But um, I think talking about it being from a business sense, making sense for him to take a pay cut or if he didn't want to take a pay cut, then cutting him from the team potentially. I didn't, I didn't see many reporters, actual reporters, not Twitter people, but actual reporters saying the Bengals need to cut Joe Mixon. Um, And maybe there were like, I'm just saying, I don't read everybody's (laughs) articles, but from the ones I did read, I didn't see any of those people saying Joe, the Bengals need to move on from Joe Mixon. I didn't see a lot of like op eds or whatever opinion yeah. pieces. They uh, people were reporting facts. Yes, facts can be construed different ways or like presented in different ways. I understand that, but I was just like when I read that, I was like, first of all, I'm I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like Joe Mixon can refuse to talk to whoever he wants to talk to. I don't think. Right. He's a grown like man. Some of the fan base is like, oh, so soft. And I'm like, I mean, I kind of think, I don't know if soft is the word I would use for it, but like, that's his right. He can, if he doesn't want to talk to certain people, he's not talking to certain people. Like there's people I work with that I don't care for and I don't go out of my way to go talk to them. I know it's a little bit different, but like he doesn't have to talk to him if he doesn't want to. Um, yeah. And then like he gave a good interview today to the people that he is fine talking to. So I don't think it's that big of a deal either way, but um, I did think it was interesting how, I mean, he is like, he has to be, as I'm thinking through right now, the only player on this team that is divisive for the fan base. Like nobody else, you could T Higgins, you might get arguments of like, Oh, I think they will extend him or I think they won't extend him. Nobody really says I really want T or I really don't want T like you don't get that. Joe Mixon is the only one where people are like literally fighting um, passionately at completely opposite ends. There seems to be no middle ground on him, which I find very interesting. I don't, I don't know. Again, I don't know that that's any fault of, I guess some of it's the fault of Joe Mixon, you know, some of the stuff that's been swirling around. And again, like he was acquitted of whatever or not charged or whatever. I don't know the right way to say that stuff, but like, 
he was found not guilty of the last thing. So like, I guess technically we should stop talking about it because he was found innocent, but like, it still was an event that occurred that it's still there. And then like, he technically hasn't been charged with anything in the other thing. So like, I guess technically we shouldn't talk about that as him being like a, a criminal thing, but it's like, there's just been some like, not so great things following him around mm-hmm. this off season. And I don't think that un- I don't think that should undo the great work he's done in the community and the camps he runs for kids and all that stuff. Like I think all that's still great, and I mm-hmm. do think he went through great measures to rehab his image after college. Um, like when we drafted him, I texted a friend at the time and was like, "I hate this pick because I just did not like like you just saw the video on loop and it was like this does not help with our image at this time with who the Bengals were." perceived as being and um i would say like after that with the way joe mixon has handled himself i have never really worried about a a video surfacing of joe mixon doing something he shouldn't do because like it seemed like that was just like a completely different person because he had been such an upstanding citizen here in cincinnati so i don't know that's why i think there's uh it doesn't make for great content to be in the middle but um i'm not going to yell here and be like yeah, reporters are awesome and Joe Mixon's a loser and is soft. And I'm not going to also sit here and be like, yeah, the reporters are the problem with this world. Um, I think the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle on that. Yeah, I, I think I'm kind of with you and from the standpoint of if he doesn't want to talk to him, he certainly doesn't have to. Um, and I really, at the end of the day, don't think it's all that big of a deal. But I, I go back to the fact that this is a team that's been really, really close to getting to the Super Bowl. Um, that's all they've been talking about this offseason, how that's the goal. It's the only thing they're fighting for, blah, blah, blah. Um, and for for a guy that's been in the news a lot this summer, um, whether it's his fault or not, whatever, I think to kind of come out and be like, yeah, I'm not talking to these people, it just seems like another distraction, like another thing that, is of course is going to be talked about and it to me is just it's kind of annoying it's like all right you finally put the one incident behind you great we're ready to move on the season's about to start you took your pay cut a lot of people are giving you props for that um sidebar he was gonna get cut if he didn't so it wasn't necessarily like a super altruistic thing but (laughs) if you want to give him props for that that's great um i just don't think it was necessary to come out and do this and just be another kind of news cycle. And of course, we're going to move on in a few days and, and no one will probably be talking about it. But it's just one more thing that got added to the summer of of Joe Mixon. The <laughs> summer, the offseason of Joe Mixon. It's been... It's been tumultuous. Probably like since like March, like getting ready for the draft. Like, do you replace him? How high of a draft pick do you take at running back? Do you cut Joe Mixon? How long do you hold him till you cut him? Mm-hmm. And it was like, we took who we took. And so he's going to be on the team, but that's a high number. Like, it's been nonstop with him. It really has. Um, man, he needs he needs to put together a career year. <laughs> I think he's, uh, the, the thing is, I think he's going to have a solid year. The crazy yeah. part, part of it is, I, like, I feel like he seems healthy. He seems ready to go. I think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. Um, I, I expect him to have a solid year. I, I wish you hadn't said that, Jake. I'm knocking on wood as we speak, so it really doesn't no. I hate it. I hate it when people say like a chip on the shoulder. Oh, that part. Oh, I can't stand that. I mean, do you, do you not think that he does? 
No, I don't think that. Do you I believe in general that's played, not a thing, or do you think in this specific case it's not a thing? I don't think it's really. I would say for ninety nine percent of situations, it's not real. Like I think these players are so ultra competitive, anyways, that like Joe Burrow comes to work every day wanting to be the best quarterback in the league and win a Super Bowl. Uh, T Higgins comes to work every day wanting to be the best wide receiver, win a Super Bowl. Like I don't think they come in and like like I. I don't think Joe Burrow leaving Ohio state still fuels him to this day. Like that he's constantly thinking about it. I think like maybe in that moment, I don't know, but like the stuff with like Joe Mixon, I'm like, so like, don't you think he already wanted to come into the season healthy, perform well, um, be better than he was last year and win a Super Bowl? Like why now would he be like, Oh, I'm going to bust this long run to shove it in Kelsey Conway's face. Like he's just not, you think he's working harder because he's thinking about Kelsey Conway, Ben Baby, James Rapine, and Jay Morrison? I think maybe he's going to work harder. I don't know if work harder is the right word to say. But I will say this. Like, contract year. We use that a lot in like, oh, you can expect guys to, to like be on their P's and Q's. It's contract year. Like, they're going to be doing everything within their power to have an absolute great year. And I think, of course, this is – uh, anecdotal, but it seems to me like you can often find, especially in a sport like baseball, and of course we're talking about football right now, but you can see it kind of play out where guys um, show out in the contract year. Um, and I think it has to do more with the mental day in, day out than it does in-game performance. Like you said, if he's in the middle of a, like a play, if they're in the middle of a drive and he's taking the ball, 20 yards on the field he's not thinking like with every stride this is for kelsey conway <laughs> but i do think there is it's like a, i do this for mad <laughs> in your in your face ben baby uh yeah. i like i i do think there is that mental side of it as you go through a season like day in day out you don't want to do it you you like you're tired you're sore i do think there is something to it that if you have a little bit of extra motivation it goes a long way. And I've heard guys that have played at a high level talk about, you know, everyone in the league, no matter what sport you're playing, is like the elite of the elite. And the biggest difference often between the best players and the guys that wash out is the work that they're putting in behind the scenes, whether it's their diet, uh, the amount of sleep they get, the the hours they're spending in the gym or on the field or in the weight room. So I, I think like chip on the shoulder, extra motivation, whatever. I think that more refers to like the stuff that they're doing off off field or off court or whatever than how they're thinking on the field, if that makes sense. T.I. had a really good song, Motivation. Mm. I was a big fan of that one. Um, what's that? Uh, 2004 from the Urban Legend uh, discography. Much different from uh, Kelly Rowland's motivation. <laughs> very different type of uh, jive to this one. Um, you're but anyway. you're the R and B wizard. Oh, I'm the R and B wizard. Um, yeah, I, I I think that yeah I, I'm done I'm 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 done with the mix and discourse for this episode. I guess. Um, yeah. We'll see how it plays out, but um. Yeah, it was just interesting because I, I really was curious. I, I didn't want to paint the tweet in any way of like, is Joe Mixon still one of your top five players? Like, I just want people to think who's your top five. 
and just see if mixin organically is coming up because i also didn't want people to be like oh it's an anti-mixin tweet like right. i was trying to see because it really wasn't i just want to see do people still have think mixin is one of their favorite players i um, wish we I, had i wish you had done it last year too and the year before when we could actually look to see if yeah. he's kind of like falling down the rankings i've only done the um See, last year I did the if you were doing if you were like building a franchise and you you couldn't take Burrow or Chase or T. I said like you couldn't take those three. What player from the Bengals are you taking? I did that two years in a row to see um, to compare. I think Hendrickson's usually up there pretty high. Orlando yeah. Brown got some votes this year. Um, but any whoosies, uh, have you seen the new Joe Burrow uh, Guinness commercial? I have seen it. It's bad. It's not great. It's bad. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we love Joe and uh, people are, you know, that's I'm, my quarterback. I'm blaming it on the writing. Bad. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't Joe's fault and it wasn't Joe Montana's fault. It was the writing. No, Joe, Joe Burrow is like awkwardly funny. Like he he's awkward for sure, but like it's funny. And you saw that in that one video. Uh yeah, with yeah, Caleb that, Presley. I also think yeah, he's sure. done some commercials where he like has come across really well. I I genuinely yeah. think they they did him dirty with that that poor writing, but I'm <laughs> they, glad he's getting like the oversized paid. jersey. Yeah, yeah, it looks terrible. It was it was tough, but I'm glad he's getting the money and uh, the the name recognition, all that good stuff. You know what else? Can I just say this? What annoys me real quick? Uh huh. While we're talking about it, fans yeah. fans and stuff. I really, really don't like when fans talk about Joe's significant other. I'm not even going to say a name or anything like oh, that. Oh, my gosh. As if they, like, know Joe personally or know yeah. her personally. And it's like they're all up in his business. It just – it bothers me. Like, why would you – why are you going to talk about his – It's weird. His significant other. Like – It's weird. Just talk about football. I did see uh... – Everybody's speculating if he's engaged now. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. It's yeah. it's just like the guy clearly enjoys his privacy. Uh, I just, it's like, why, why, <laughs> why do you feel the need to, to like bring well, her while we're trashing while we're trashing other fans? I just <laughs> hope, I just hope everybody listening just realizes that no matter how hard you cape for a player, they're not going to text you and ask you to hang out with them. Um, they don't care what you say. You might get invited to a party though with them. I get invited. You might pay to go to their party. <laughs> uh, it's like some people are like, it's just weird, man. They get, they just are like with just their, their dying breath. They just want to like, I get supporting your team, but like, trust me, they don't care um, what you say about them. They're, they, they're never going to see your tweet. Um, sorry. Sorry. Uh, tangent. Man, there was something else I was going to uh, segue into. Oh, I remember. We can't end the episode. You can tell we haven't recorded in a while because we're on 52 minutes right now. Yeah, we, just we've got a lot to say. Fire. Straight fire. My wife's on uh, a business trip, so. Nice. Sweet. We'll do it again tomorrow. Uh, Donato's. Thoughts on Donato's. And I want the listeners. Um, I can, when I uh, publish the episode, I can add a like um, explicit filter or explicit like label on it, which I might. This is like a not safe for work segment because (laughs) the straight doo-doo you dropped in the group chat about your pizza opinions um, 
to me is like not safe for consumption because it's it's an SFW. Yeah. Um so Donato's now the official pizza of the bank. I mean, we've got Gold Star coming in. Wait, no, sorry. Excuse me. Skyline coming in hot, uh replacing Gold Star, now Donato's coming in. Um and you have some opinions on on pizza. I just want to first get your just like general, very quick thoughts on Donato's. Um I think people generally view Donato's as more upscale pizza. I don't know if, oh. if that has to do with oh. the price. I think it's generally a little bit more expensive. Um, oh. The look, it doesn't have quite the like football look to use a Dave Portnoy one bite rule or whatever. Like he'll, he'll call football or pizza, football pizza. That's just like your very standard, like Papa John's esque pie. And Donato's does not have that look. So I think people generally kind of have this higher view of Donato's. Do you so, remember what their little, I don't even know if it is. Cause I don't have, I don't have like cable or anything. Do you remember what their little slogan used to be their commercials? I don't remember, but if you said it, I probably would. Donato's the best pizza on the block. <laughs> Do you remember this? I vaguely remember. I, that. I, I don't know why, but I, I very, very uh, specifically remember that. That's that's fun. I, I I love a good nostalgic commercial, but all yeah. that, all that to say, I think having Donato's associated with your stadium is not the worst thing. It is I, weird to me. I haven't seen it very often, but I I don't think it's. I a bad think thing. um I don't know why this is popping into my head. I don't know if they still are, but Donato's definitely used to have some sort of partnership with UC because I remember UC basketball had Donato's there. Um, yeah, Donato's for me. So I will be I will be transparent here that my pizza consumption is typically um, La Rosa's if I'm going to eat out. And Motor City Pizza, you can get the two-pack from Costco, frozen pizza, the best frozen pizza you will ever have. You're a Detroit-style guy. It's I didn't realize it till I had it. Um, but yeah, very good. That's like really where I go. I like Papa John's. Can't say that I've actually had Papa John's in like years. Um, Domino's. You boycotted. Him. <laughs> yeah. You canceled Papa John's. Oh, I canceled them. I was so mad. Um, at uh, Domino's, haven't had it in a long time. I remember last time I had it is after they'd done like a re something with their crust, not a rebranding, but like they redid. I remember I we my dad got it, and I thought it was gross. Uh, haven't had it since then. So it's been like years and years and years. Donato's is one I will say that I have not had for approximately five years. Uh, I was at lunch at work with my buddy, Kurt. I'm going to text Kurt after this and tell him he has to listen to this episode. Um, since he gets a shout out, he's going to, I'm not going to tell him, I'm not going to tell him when it is. So he has to listen to an hour of us rambling. Um, we went to get Donato's for lunch, brought it back to the office and as I was eating it, I remember thinking like, oh, this is fine. Um, we got pepperoni. After I ate it, I felt pretty miserable. I actually, and this might, this wasn't even intended to be the, the, the hot take. I actually think there might be too much pepperoni for my liking. Oh my gosh, Taylor. Yeah, That's I the best like... part. <laughs> okay, no. Man, I actually. That's a terrible time, take. <laughs> this is one time I wish Gabe was on this episode. Um, one time we got, um, <laughs> one time we went to, uh, I think it was Papa Murphy's. I don't know. It was like one of those places where you go get the pizza and bring it home and make it. 
and they said triple pepperoni and Gabe's like, oh, sounds awesome. Let's get triple pepperoni. And we assumed it was like different types of pepperoni, but it was really just pepperoni cut up three different ways. So there were slices of pepperoni, cubes of pepperoni, and like, I forget what the other one was like shred. I don't know. It was something. And we both were pretty miserable after we ate it. So I actually think, and that was, uh, I wasn't married. So I was like 10 years ago. Um, that actually kind of put me off on overly pepperonied pizza. And I think Donato's was tink was, was teetering on overly pepperoni for me. And I haven't had it since that was now like five years ago since I had Donato's I'm giving it another shot. Uh, in all fairness, I think I should, I don't think I'd have any issue with their cheese, but I I'll, I'll give their pepperoni another shot, but you had a very, very bad take on another pizza place that you have ranked rather highly in your um in your rankings here yeah let me defend myself here uh because you're you're skewering the facts (laughs) um i'm skewering them my 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 take that you disagree with a giant toothpick and putting them on the grill yeah exactly that's what you're doing and you see you you've just openly admitted that your problem is you don't eat enough pizza so you don't have the um yeah. the experience the knowledge um yeah, okay. the, no, the frequent flyer miles tell, that i have to make a good pizza take so here's my, tell the people my take is what place you have high on your list so here was my take snappy tomato pizza has better oh. sauce than la rosa's i'm sorry is this a sixth grade pizza party at school here did you guys order the beast this is coming from a guy who loves pizza sauce and usually will order extra sauce La Rosa's is good. I love, I really like La Rosa's just like I really like most pizza places. But I think that Snappy Tomato has better sauce than La Rosa's. And I've always thought that La Rosa's sauce is different. It's it's enjoyable, but it's obviously different than most most of your local pizza sauces. So in my opinion, I am a bigger fan of the more normal pizza sauce so it's not to me that snappy is but like like, what makes snappy okay but snappy is one of how many pizza places that has quote-unquote normal pizza sauce like pizza hut domino's like you could list any other pizza place and they have a more normal pizza sauce than la rosa's what makes snappy's better i always thought snappy's tasted too much like now if you cook i don't cook i i should say i'm talking like i'm a cook but my wife cooks. If you've ever had tomato sauce versus tomato paste, they taste differently. At least in my opinion, I don't know if that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like tomato paste is like, like more bitter tasting, and that's what I feel like. Snappies is like a tomato pasty taste, not a tomato saucy taste. Like it's got more paste than sauce in it. You know how if you make spaghetti sauce, homemade spaghetti sauce has like tomato sauce and tomato paste in it. Like you, you put both of them in there that it's like, they've got too much paste. Their, their ratio is off paste mm. to sauce. And I just can't get on board with it. I'm sorry. For those reasons, I'm out. <laughs> For those reasons you are out. Look, Hey, to each his own. Clearly I, I lost in your poll that you put up. So I'll, I'll, I'll wear that one. To be quite honest, it only got 32 votes. People were not interested in voting for pizza sauce. Well, we'll throw it out because the sample size was too small and, small um, size. you know, we don't trust polls anyways anymore, apparently, as a nation. I'm trying to see like what the actual numbers would have been on that. It was like 
So what's three quarters of 32? 24. So it's something like 26 to 6, something like that, which is pretty sizable. That is pretty pretty good gap. Pretty sizable. Look, um, I can't help it that people don't know pizza the way that I know pizza, and that's fine. Um, like I said, I, I like La Rosa's. I like Snappy. I like Papa John's. I like Pizza Hut. I like Domino's. I love Mad pizza Mush. Hut. See, I'll, ju- I'll judge people that like Pizza Hut, too. Oh, my God. Well, you don't like pepperoni, so... No, Pizza Hut has not been relevant for a decade and a half. Look, I think we're talking... Pizza Hut was the place when you were an eight-year-old. Like, if you could go to Pizza Hut, they had their cool little design buildings that look a certain way. They fell off, but they're back. I would would encourage you to go back. I would also say that I feel like most of the audience has has given up on us at this point because we're knee-deep in pizza sauce. Or maybe we got a lot of pizza lovers on. I don't know. Well, I'll tease pizza as one of the, I'll put it as like the list of like one of the first things. I don't list them always in the order we talk them. So people might be drawn in by pizza. That's true. We might get a lot of pizza enthusiasts that turn into Joe Burrow. Uh, Listen, I don't care if, if people don't tune it. I do care. Don't, don't take <laughs> I definitely care. Uh, good day, this, is ther- this is therapeutic for me um, to have an hour to just chat with my good friend, Jake, uh, about pizza sauce um chips on shoulders if it's real m&m flavors tweet that you should ask people if they think chip on chip on shoulder is real chip on shoulder is real that'd be yeah that could be a lively debate a real thing see i i what i don't want is my mentions filled with like well i played division six football and i can tell you that it is real well i want i I want the two a Ohio All-Stars chiming in. I play lots of video games, and I get competitive with those. And I don't think... Well, let's let's let the people speak for themselves, and then we can... Yeah. Maybe we'll circle back in the next... I'm excited that we're back. It feels good. We got real things to talk about. Well, I keep saying that I'm going to, like, once the season starts, I'm getting back on my two weeks episode... Two weeks... Two episodes a week schedule. That's going to be real hard. (laughs) Yeah. After I've been doing like once every uh, three, four weeks. You got like a condition. Week. This is training. I camp. know. I know. So I've got like what? Three weeks till the season starts or longer? Three weeks. Something like that. I think the season starts on like the 12th, 11th. That sounds right. Do you like, um, I'm going to end on this one so we don't keep talking. Do you like week, I should say this. Anyways, do you like week one being a road game? Because um, I actually don't, I actually don't hate it. Because at first I was like excited about going to the game, and then I was like, "Oh shoot, it's an away game!" And then I was like, "But it's the first NFL Sunday, so like, that's true. Yes, I'll be intently home. watching the Bengals game, but like, I'll be keeping up with all the other scores. Week one of your fantasy season, right? As soon as the game's over, you could flip to the four o'clock game. Like, it's not bad. Yeah, I'm. Uh... Did your wife just get home, or did somebody breaking into your house? It's a great question. I was kind of wondering the same thing. <laughs> your eyes, uh, the clicking noise, and then your eyes made me think that you were not expecting somebody to be entering your household, and they just came in. Well, luckily, there's no door in that direction, wherever that sound came from. So Okay. All right. Well, on that note, uh, <laughs> if something is about to happen, I don't want it on video, because uh, that makes me then complicit. So uh, 
you can either turn your video off or we could just end, end the episode. Your call. I, I think we'll end here. And, wow. Uh, hey, wow. If you don't hear from me again, Who Day Donation, it's been real. Who Day Donation, that's a thing now. WDDN. Yeah. Uh, until next time, whenever that may be, Bengals fans, Jake and I. Who Day? Say. Who Day. I'm back.